T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Welcome in to Beers on Us with Mike Lynch and Patrick Harris. Thanks so much for listening. Wherever and whenever you're listening, it's probably beer o'clock, and we've got a lot of good stuff coming up for you right here on the podcast starting right now. Welcome in to Beers on Us with Mike Lynch and Patrick Harris. Thank you so much for listening. Holla. That's cracked beer right there. That is not normally where you'll hear a cracked beer on this podcast. I'll tell you what, this beer smells nice. Okay, I'm very excited. So the reason that we're cracking a beer early is because although we promised a tasting room, tasting room episode and that actually, it's dark beer. Oh, you know what you're doing. Um, it was supposed to be tasting room this week. There was a, a big time crunch for Patrick at work, and I am leaving on a little mini vacation on a jet plane uh, for my birthday. Don't so know when I'll get back again. We did not have time to record the tasting room episode tomorrow, which we normally would, or today, I guess, if you're listening to this. Um, and uh, so we're just going to do a quick hit with a beer from Bear Lick Brewing. And we'll get to that in a second, although it has been poured into his dark, and I am very, very excited because Patrick has never, ever, actually, that's for long, once picked a dark beer as our beer of the week. This is my favorite dark beer style, so that's okay. why I picked it. Um, but let's start quickly with our weekend beer. For me, uh, I went to Von Ebert on Sunday. I went to go see the Mastodon, Coheed, and Cambria concert at Moda Center. How was that show? You were really excited about going it was, to it. It was good because the album that Mastodon was playing it in its entirety is one of my favorite albums of all time. Nice. So seeing it live was a real trip. I'm not going to lie. I got a little emotional in one of the Ooh, songs. I dig. I like that. I like is, when music brings you to tears, There is a, whether they're happy or sad. There is one song on that album that has always spoken to me really, really close. And hearing it live and feeling the whole like energy of the crowd while it was going on, dude, I was like, that, that emotion hit me really hard, unexpectedly, too. Uh, it was a really, I've, really fun show. I've had a few moments like that. I've seen a lot of live band. I've seen a lot of bands live, and you know, if if you're a band that I am deeply enthralled in, I do whatever I can to go see it. I've had those emotions before, Mike, and there are very few things in this world that are a, a more euphoric feeling than that. Whether it brings you to a kind of soft place mm-hmm. or a happy place. Or a little bit in between, you know, whether it's dark, emotional, or, or you know, positive. Let's burn the place down. <laughs> um, it's really fun to let music bring you to that because music is meant for you to emote. I am not. I won't be like secretive about it. This was a dark one for me. It's a song that brings back some bad emotions, but feeling it in the concert was really like therapeutic at the same time. If you kind of understand what I'm saying, that's great, man. I'm happy for you. So that the show was really good. I. I the first band I had never really heard before, although they were 20 years old, Every Time I Die, they were okay. Mastodon was awesome. And then Coheed, who I know a couple of songs, they're one of the biggest pop metal bands that are out, that are out there. They don't really growl or do any harsh vocals. It's all singing. They were really good live. And like 95% of the people at the show were there for Coheed. Oh, it's So sick. the crowd was just nuts for Coheed, singing along to everything. Like We were on the floor. 
but they're in the stands at Moda. There were people like moving and swaying and singing. It was really cool. As someone who doesn't know a lot of their songs, to kind of look around while they were playing, just because I can't, I can't relate. And just watching, I was like, oh, this is really cool. So it was a great show. But I went to Von Ebert, excuse me, earlier that day, and for the first time tried their food. I had not had their food yet because I had gone to Fatheads many times and had their food and quite enjoyed their their Fathead sandwiches that are now no longer on the menu because, well, they're not Fatheads anymore. Had a burger, of course, really, really solid. Tried um, a really interesting, unique appetizer that I thought was, uh, was good. And now I'm going to forget uh, what it was. Um, it, it was called Chicho's. Like instead of like chicharitos, it was I think it was chicharitos, which is that the fried like uh, like fried fried skin. Yeah, yeah, it's just like like chicken skin, pork yeah, skin. It was pork skin, and it was just like really, it was topped with all sorts of interesting flavors. It was really really good. Nice. So uh, the food was good at Von Ebert. I'd never had it. I had volatile substance, volatile substance, which is an IPA that on their menu said gold medal North American Beer Awards 2019 for American IPA and I was like, "Well, I got to try this." That was really really good too. <laughs> a little a little quick thing about that beer, uh Naba as it's as it's called for short, Naba is uh the third third or fourth biggest fest- comp- festival competition in America. You got GABF number 1, the World Beer Cup which only happens every 2 years is number 2. Number 3, it's it I think it bounces between NABA and uh Best of Craft which happens in Bend every year. Uh but that Volatile Substance IPA to Engold, that is a fantastic beer. Uh, I don't know whose recipe it is, but I know it's a pearl recipe. So I'm going to give all the credit to Sam down there. Uh, that beer is West Coast IPA heaven. It was absolute heaven. It was really good. And on on a menu that had, they have a ton of IPAs on that tap list. Um, a decent amount of hazies that I saw. I tried something called Deal, which is a dark IPA, which very different than any of the other darker black IPAs I've had before. It's pretty good, but that volatile substance was. Man, that was the best beer on, on... I had a little taster tray. That was the best beer on the taster tray. It was so good. I don't think you should call this that, that to their face, but I kind of... I work with a guy who's uh, connected to Fatheads, in a, or sorry, uh, Von Ebert in a way, and uh, he calls them Von Fatties, mm. and I think that's such a cool, funny name. Yeah. But don't call them that. Well, they're, yeah. I think it's just a fun thing to call them. That. I don't know why. I well, because they're that. still in the fat head space. And... Well, yeah, but they're Von Ebert. Yeah, they are. But, it, but it's they're still their own, they're their own a lot thing. of the same people, but I kind of like the idea of Von Fatties. It's, it's, a, cool, it's a cool kind of beer name. Yeah. I like that. But if, you, if you're if you Von Fatties, you got to bring back the fat sandwich things because those were <laughs> so good. Well, so good. It's so funny. We were talking before we started this podcast that you were like, yeah, I was at Von Ebert and I had this IPA one gold at the North American. And I was like, oh, you're talking about volatile substance. And he was like, yeah, 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 yeah. And I was drinking that beer on Sunday night myself. Same I was, day I did it. <laughs> I was at Bridgetown Beer House and they had it on draft there. I was drinking that while I was watching uh, uh, WWE Stomping Grounds. Uh, watched, you know. Becky Lynch do her thing because that's what we do, and uh, and I thought the same thing. I was like, "Wow, this beer is absolutely fantastic." And then uh, you said you also went to Freem on Sunday. Yeah, I was camping with uh, one of my one of my really really close bestest friends in the world uh, through a bachelor party. We were camping uh, at Philippi Park uh, up the John Day River. You can only get there by boat, oh. so you park at LePage Park off of eighty four, just past the John Day Dam. And his brother took us up there on a boat, and we camped there for two nights. 25 people up there. Like a bachelor party camping upriver that you got to get to by a boat. People love Bo Johnson. 
I guess is what I'm saying. <laughs> they love the kid, and we all went up there. Anyway, as is our rules of me and my friends, when you head east on your way back, you stop in Hood River, you hit one of the breweries. We are notorious Double Mountain people. Uh, this this time, I think every I think we were with some people that had been to Double Mountain the weekend before, so they were like, "Oh, let's do Freem instead this time." So we stopped at Freem. I had their Hellas Lager and their Japanese Lager, which had some, which was very herbal, very floral. Uh, one of the better beers I've had lately. That Japanese lager was really, really good. So if you're out of frame, I don't know if they package it. I don't know if you're going to see it. I didn't learn that much. I mean, you're coming off a two-day bender. So I was just happy to have yellow beer. Uh, but it was very, very good. If you get the chance to drink Freem's, uh Japanese lager, I'd, I'd recommend it. It was good. Uh, it was really good. I also was reminded, because I'm going to Hood River in a couple of weeks, uh, for a day, just a day trip, that ferment is open right down the street right. from Frame, and I would like if if it is, you know, this is I'm bringing friends there who had never been before, mm-hmm. so the must stops are obviously Double Mountain and Frame, right? So if we're feeling up to it, I'd like to try ferment because it's just down the street from Frame. Yeah, I've had let's see, I've had their IPA, their ESB, and their Czech Pills in bottles packaged i've had their woodsman porter in bottle um i have not had that but i haven't been to the space i hear the space is absolutely incredible and i hear the food's pretty good it's a little bougie but like in a in a cool like hood river kind of brewery kind of way but i haven't been to the spot yet and it's so ridiculous because to get to frame you literally have to drive by it yeah so it's like well come on come on dude we got to figure it out so at some point maybe maybe we go out there someday yeah i don't know we could could be if, fun. If I do go with my friends in a couple of weeks, I will bring back a full report. Report back. And uh, we can decide what to do from that point on. So that was my week in beer. Uh, and then I had Moda Center beer for the concert, which, you know. You do Widmer or Ten Barrel? I did one of each. Yeah. I usually bounce between them. I had. They're a, both sellouts, so. I had a. What did I have? I think I just had a, an Apocalypse IPA. No, I had a Sinister Black. I had a Sinister Ooh, nice. Black from Ten Barrel, which is still one of my favorite beers from them. And then uh, I was going to get an Apocalypse IPA, and it was a fresh keg, and all it was producing was foam. Mm. And they were literally, they had a whole pitcher, and they couldn't get a regular pint out of it. So Sounds I, like the Motor Center. So I had a Russell Street Woodmer IPA, mm. which was fine. Uh, Motor Center tips. The IPAs you drink, if you're an IPA drinker, and you're at the Widmer or the Ten Barrel, if you're at Ten Barrel, drink Joe IPA. If you're at Widmer, drink uh, Secret Stash. Okay. Right? See, no, it's not Secret Stash. It's like, uh, it's whatever their Timbers beer is. They have a Timbers beer. Secret Stash is some Bear Lake beer that I'm You got Bear Lake on the brain. I wonder why. Right, right, right. Uh, there's a, I'll, I'll try to think of it. There's a Widmer beer that's like a, Something. gosh, I don't know. Maybe it is Russell Street. The Russell Street IPA? Yeah, I don't know. Okay. I'm drawing a blank. Well, I had one of each, and uh, didn't want to lose my spot on the floor, so I didn't go back for too many beers. Plus, we had just come from Body Ebert, and I had enough there, so we were pretty good in that sense. So that was our week in beer, a little more a little more diverse than I thought. We walked into the studio to record, and I was like, I don't know what I did this week. I was like, oh, I went to the concert, you idiot. I went to Von Ebert, you idiot. You tried a good burger and a good appetizer and had a really good IPA. Remember these things, please. I know. I was trying to think, too, and I was like, wait, what have I had? What have I had? I didn't do anything. Oh, wait. Yeah, you did. <laughs> I did lots of things. I did lots of things. So this is a quick hit today. Um I realized I didn't give any of the information because we're kind of loopy tonight. So find us all over the place. Uh, 
on Radio.com, on Apple Podcasts, on Google Play, on Stitcher, and on Omni, and on TennyToTheFan.com for the podcast. Social media, I'm at MikeLynch27 on Twitter, Patrick's at PDD085 on Instagram, and you can also follow the Beers on Us Instagram as well, although I have yet to post on it since last week because I forgot that it existed. <laughs> so hopefully Patrick put another picture up. Uh, did you? Or just, do we just have the one picture up right now? I think we got a couple. I don't know. I'm working on it. I'm working on it. Right, I'm working right, right, right. on it. The beer is called Secret Stash. Okay. And that's where you can find us on social media, and that's where we'll post the podcast uh, every single week, usually Thursday at around 4 o'clock, but uh, this week it's going up early because, well, I'm going on vacation for my birthday, turning 30 uh, tomorrow, June 27th. So it's uh, it's happening. From the time we're recording this, we're two hours and 45 minutes away from me turning 30. Um, so we're going to do a quick hit today, which just means we're doing a beer of the week. And uh, Patrick went to one of our favorite spots this week for our beer of the week, we are drinking a bear like beer. And what do we have in front of us? Yeah, I didn't mean to. It was funny. I was chatting with Rick, uh, one of the one of the head brewers over there, and I walked in and I, I had some time to kill before we did our radio show tonight. And traffic is always kind of crazy, so I was like, I can get to North Portland, get to like Vesa or Bridgetown and find a cool beer in the shelf and do that. Oh, or I can just pull over and have a beer at Barrelick and grab something and bounce. And I ran into Rick and I was like, what should I do? I mean, we rep you guys on the podcast too much. And he was like, I know. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> so shout out to the homies over there, of course. And I looked at the list and, you know, they had a couple cool new IPAs out. But I feel like, you know, we do IPAs frequently on this show. and We've been on a good stretch of light beers lately. Yeah, yeah. And I thought about doing the Chill Hellas, which is kind of their new summer like seasonal lager that they put out. You know, we had some of that earlier today. And so I thought about that. They got acid drop with a dry hop sour. So I was kind of thinking that too, because we haven't really done anything like that. And then I saw the dry Irish stout called the, uh, the guzzoline. Mm. Well, and I said to myself, you know what? I don't care what time of year it is. A nice, classic, low ABV, dry Irish stout is probably my one of my favorite dark malt forward beers I can have. I didn't know that, but I was kind of curious when you poured the beer when we started the segment and I took my first sip. Uh, teaser, we've been sipping them the entire time. Spoiler alert. But uh, I was like, let me see if I can guess based on my first sip what type of beer this was. And I went... That's a dry Irish stout right there. Nice, baby. Instant, nice. instant guess. I yeah. was like, yep. My first sip, I was like, well, that's interesting. And I got this really dry head. I was like, oh, dry yeah, Irish stout. There it is. This beer is super dry. Um, have we, that was kind of that was kind of one thing I was interested in. You know, I think we've had a lot of fun on this podcast when we do our beer of the week. Kind of, you know, we haven't tried it. We do the whole like, okay, what is it going to be? We do the reveal. Oh, wow, we're drinking Berlick's Irish Stout. Okay, all right. And then you crack it, and then you pour it, and you're like, okay, well, you know, there's good head retention, and it looks good, and blah, blah, blah. For some reason today, I was like, I want to have like a few sips of this before I can really dive into it. I don't know why. It has nothing to do with the brewery. It has nothing to do with the style. It's, it's just, just because the mood I'm in today. It's also because of the style of this, the quick hit podcast <laughs> is for the beer of the week. We start the segment and we just go. Right. We just talked for 14 minutes while we didn't even get into the beer of the week for our quick hit. So. Correct. I thought I thought it would be fun to just kind of sip on this. I've already had half the pint by the time we were talking on this. So um, this is a really good classic dry Irish stout. It's drier than some Irish stouts you're going to get. I think it is really dry, which doesn't bother me. I think some people 
might might want it dry, but this is really dry to me, and that's that's kind of my forte. Uh, As I, an IPA drinker, I like dry IPAs. Yeah. So it's no shocker that I'm gonna like really any kind of style that's really dry. I also think this is more chocolatey in some flavors than I think a lot of the other dry Irish stouts I get are. A lot of the dry Irish stouts are they're dry, but they're just kind of like bready, easy drinking, but dark. I'm getting a lot of chocolate in the sips that I'm getting in this one. That's nice. I I would I would agree with you. I think I think the chocolate is really pre- prevalent in this. I think there's some nice like nuttiness that's kind of balancing out with the bitterness that they're probably one and one together. Right but before I, it gets really dry, you taste a little bit of that nuttiness. In yeah, that. yeah, which which I think is is going really well in this. Uh, funny thing, I was chatting with Rick about it, and I was like, "Well, tell me about this beer," and he goes, "Well, you know, it's one of our earliest beers." You know, it's it's something we make, you know, every year constantly. And for the longest time, they would put it on nitro. And he said just recently they switched it over to CO2 just to kind of see how it sold, if it tasted better and how they liked it, just to kind of throw it out there. And I was really excited to hear that because I'm a CO2 guy. I know you're a nitro guy. Well, you like some nitro. Yeah. I, I tend to prefer CO2, but some beers on nitro are quite good. Yeah, to where me, like, I have yet to find, like, a beer I really want on nitro, like right. everything for me is CO2. So I got really excited about that. I, I really like this. I mean, the beer is 4.8%. It's called Guzzoline, which is a great name. Kind of a nasty name, but kind of a cool yeah, name at the same nasty, time. Yeah, kind of nasty, kind of cool. I dig it. And, you know, with, with where we're going in these days with like that lager body, you know, I mean, a stout's not really a lager, but this body is so light that these are the kind of reasons that you can drink a dark beer in the middle of summer, even though today has been dumping rain on us since about 6 o'clock. Uh, these are the kind of beers that you can drink all year round because an Irish stout is going to feel nice in the wintertime and an Irish stout is going to feel nice in late June. Well, there it is. Our beer of the week today is the Berlick. It's their birthday on Saturday. Gasoline. Hey. It's my birthday first, Berlick. Come on now. <laughs> Get away from me. Well, Mike, you're 30. There are only five, so I think you got him. That's true. Plus, I think you, you Although can... people care more about fifth birthdays than 30th birthdays. Plus, so. I think if you got in a fight with anybody that works at Berlick, you might kick their ass, even though they're nice people. They are I met a couple of them. They're but very I mean, nice Mike, people. you're bigger than all of them. Okay, fine. <laughs> um, happy birthday to Berlick. Five years. That's on Saturday. That's at five. crazy that it's five years. Yeah, yeah. I didn't know that either. I was just talking to Rick, and I was like, oh, how are things going? And he was like, well, you know, it's the birthday here on Saturday. I was like, really? What am I doing on Saturday? I don't think I have anything to do. So if you guys are listening to this, uh, the Berlick party is Saturday at 5. I'll probably get there at like 4. I'll be there if you want to come say hi. I'll go hang out with the Berlick kids. Last time you teased something like that on the podcast, you wound I'm up gonna not- I'm going to go this time. You wound up not going. <laughs> To dude, the Star Wars beer day thing. Dude, May the 4th is a real crazy day for me, all right? <laughs> I never know what's going on. But I will be a Bear Lick on Saturday. I don't think I can say no to that. Those guys are too good to me. So that's our beer of the week, the Guzzoline, the Dry Irish Stout from Bear Lick Brewing, which is probably our like third beer of the week for Bear Lick. I know. I, I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> look, it's okay. When it's, your, when it's your choice, we get your 10 or 15 breweries that you like a lot over and over <laughs> and over again. <laughs> Um, Sierra Nevada Pale Ale. Whoa. Coming up next week, we're going to drop it on Wednesday again next week because 4th of July is Thursday. We're going to be, uh, yeah. we're going to be off, so we're going to have to record it. Let's just do the tasting room. Let's commit to it. Cool. Next week. I'll collect beers throughout the week. And then uh, that'll be next week's episode, and we'll move on from there. And, uh, yeah, thank you so much for listening for the quick hit today. Remember, you can find us all over the place, like I mentioned in the middle of the podcast. And wherever you find us, review, subscribe, and rate, and it really helps us. And then keep sending us pictures of beer that you're drinking on social media as well. And please jump on the Instagram. 
uh, page for us. Help help us out with that at Beers on Us. Thank you so much again. We love you all for listening and and talking. I I, I talked to a couple of listeners this weekend and they listened to every episode and it was kind of wild to hear them rattling stuff off and I'm like, dude, you've listened to every episode. That's pretty cool. Uh, <laughs> Thanks, so guys. Thank you. We, we really really appreciate it and we'll see you for tasting room number two next week. Deuces. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.